I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, peeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they crowd. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue. Commission as a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 51 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. I am your host, Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict. And uh, this week, I'm joined by a, a familiar face here. Uh, it's been a little while, um, but a, a, as I mentioned last week, uh, Scott Scott's going to be on a little hiatus here, so I, I brought back a familiar face and uh, Dustin Dustin Church at Dynasty Junkie FF back uh, co-hosting with me again. So Dustin, it's, it's nice to I mean we're friends. We, we we talk to each other, you know, in between our, our your appearances here. But it's really nice to be potting with you again. How you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm excited to be here with you. And like when I left back, I don't remember when it was. I said like you know I'd pop in every once in a while here and there. So. I was able to make it work this week. Um, so I'm excited to be here and talk with you. Um, you know, I love uh, finding trades and I, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, you know, that was right in my wheelhouse. So I'm just excited to be on and uh, be talking with you. Thanks for having me. Yep. I'm very glad you're here. And as Dustin alluded to, we're this is going to be an all find me a trade episode. We got three teams. Uh, we're going to be finding trades for three trades for each with only two of us. Uh, I got some uh, fellow DAP network members to to kind of throw trades onto our show sheet here and give little explanations for what they were thinking. So we'll we'll go through those as well as ones me and Dustin came up with for each team. And uh, just before we move on, a couple a uh, couple things I did want to mention. Uh, one, I mean, we don't really do a news thing here, uh, so you won't hear us talking about Julio and all that stuff. Uh, you're getting that on every pretty much every other podcast. And if you want to hear our thoughts, you can actually listen to the, this past week's trade addicts. And I know uh, Dustin and Brian talked on it, talked about it on fantasy narrative, Dustin's new pod, um, which I'll let him plug again at the end of the show if he wants. But, um, and the other thing was um, just to let everybody know that we're recording uh, at a very weird time. And actually we did go live and I plan on going live every episode we do now. Um, it's like 1130 on a Wednesday at this point, 1130 at night. So uh, I doubt anybody's watching. Oh, there actually are a few people watching. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, going forward, it should be Thursdays at 930 pretty much every episode. Uh, I can tell you uh, I do have some great guests lined up for next week. I believe the week after that I'm probably not going to be able to do a show. So we'll be off that week. Um, and then I have another great guest at the end of the month. And then I'm I'm hoping Scott may be back by then, but if not, I'll figure it out. But we definitely got everything lined up for the rest of the month. So uh, if you're if you're wondering how it's going to go, like I said, show next week, 
off the week after that, and then a show the following week, all of which will be live if you do want to watch on, on YouTube or Periscope. So uh, I guess with that, we will get into the trade. Find me a trade. The first team was submitted by JC Thompson at JC is online. Um, Dustin, you want to give the settings and then I will go into the roster and I'll start with the, I guess each one after we do the roster, we'll start with the trade of the guy who's not here uh, so we can make fun of them. And then then we'll move on to our trade. So uh, you start with the settings and then I'm going to pull up the roster right now and I'll go into that when you finish up. Yes. Um, so this one, it's a 10 team PPR super flex. Um, it is in, uh, has no tight end premium at six point passing touchdowns, uh, negative two for interception, uh, 32 man rosters. Uh, he starts nine quarterback two running back two wide receiver tight end super flex and two flex pretty standard starting lineup, uh, with the super flex added there. Uh, you have the roster up. Yes, I do. Um, unfortunately sleeper, does not have it on their PC where I can look at them by position, so I have to scroll back and forth. Reason number 132, MFL is better than Sleeper, just saying. Um, but, uh, so at quarterback, he has Kyler, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Carson Wentz, and Cam Newton. Uh, running backs, he's got Chubb, Swift, Najee Harris, uh, Miles Gaskin, and then mostly roster filler after that. He does have uh, Tony Pollard, who's not exactly roster filler. And then at wide receiver, he's got Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones, uh, speak of the devil, and uh, and Josh Reynolds. And uh, uh, Ayuk, Rashad, Mims, Bateman. And, yeah. De- Deami Brown. So a lot of young guys. And then at tight end, it's uh, Kelsey and Ferkser. And Harrison Bryan, Tanyan, and Fryan with yeah, like I said, sleepers all over the place with how they're listing these guys. I thought well, well, on sleeper Tanyan is a wide receiver and a tight end. That's true. I I remember there was some other pot I was on. I remember I was like, why the hell is Tanyan listed as a wide receiver, or why does he have wide receiver eligibility? It's ridiculous. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much all the relevant guys, and he has no, pretty much no relevant twenty-two picks. He's got a third, fourth, and fifth. Um, from what I'm seeing here. So we'll get right into the first trade, which uh, was, uh, like I said, I got some of our DAP network guys. This is from uh, Bill McCarthy at Super Duper Flex. Um, his trade was Wentz, Swift, uh, Julio, or Ayuk uh, to Team K-9-2 for either Dak or Herbert. And uh, he says I echo Rocky's point, which hasn't been made yet. Um, but I had mentioned in my little write-up on the show sheet that with 10 teams and only nine starters, you definitely want studs as many as you can get in your starting lineup. So um, that's what he says. And he says the second QB is where this team is lacking the most, in my opinion. The team with Dak and Herbert also has Mahomes, so they can afford to downgrade for an upgrade at running back um, and their choice of additional youth or points at wide receiver. And he also mentioned, according to the, the DLF trade analyzer, uh, I guess he put this in there, this trade, they may be able to get something back, but I'm okay paying up for the stud QB without anything additional in return, which we know how I feel about that. So, Dustin, what do you think of this trade? Yeah, it's interesting because my trade had the kind of same – actually had him trading away the same three players. Um, I love getting Dak and Herbert. Now, I know how you feel about quarterbacks in Superflex, but in a 10-team league, like you want the studs. It's gonna, 
you're you're not relying as much on depth as you are on studs at those lineups. So I like getting uh, stud quarterbacks. Those two quarterbacks are just really, really hard to buy right now. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's high on Justin Herbert, and everyone's like super high on Dak because of what he did last year. Now he's healthy, and now he's back in Dallas. So there's not really any questions around Dak. So those two are really hard to get. And I don't really love doing getting giving up all three of those pieces and only getting Dak or Herbert back because you're basically taking three starters to get one. And yes, in a 10 team, you want studs, but like he doesn't have the studs behind those players to, to refill them. Like you, you, you went over his running backs. If you take Swift out of his running backs, he's starting Gaskin or Pollard. Like that's, that's it. And like, so while yes, I think this team could upgrade it at quarterback two. I don't think this is the deal to do that because he's going to be gutting his lineup and not really um, fixing anything really. Yeah. I, and I'm with you there again. I definitely don't want to pay up for quarterback. Anybody who's listened to me for any amount of time knows that. And especially with Swift, I, I am very high on Swift. And it's funny too, because I was lower than him on mo- lower than most on him when he came out, but I've done a complete 180. I, I know they're not going to be good. I'm not worried about Jamal Williams, though. If they're not good, he'll catch a ton of passes, uh, which will hopefully make up for any uh, touchdown issues that he has. Uh, I don't expect him to get, you know, 20 carries a game or something like that, but in PPR, he's going to make up for it uh, elsewhere. And like you said, I mean, he actually does have Najee that he can plug into the running back spot also. Um, but even still, it's there's like nothing after that. And I, like you said, I just don't think it's worth it to give uh, three three different starters. Uh, I don't mind knocking Julio off this team somehow with uh, with having both him and AJ Brown and, and Josh Reynolds for that matter. But I, I would rather I, I just I don't want to move Swift for a quarterback. That's basically where I'm. I actually uh, in a league I'm in moved a quarterback essentially, and like we're in together actually breaking bad. I moved 102 for Swift, which that does have points per carry, which makes him a little more valuable. But uh, I'm just super high on Swift. Said so, thank you, Bill, for contributing the trade. But uh, <laughs> I, I do think it could definitely be accepted. I mean, like you said, it's hard to buy those guys, but he does have really good quarterbacks. Um, if I was in his position, I'd be looking to move one of them, and this is not a bad package to get back. But uh, I just don't think I'd want to do it for, for our team, basically, that we're looking for the trade for. Um, so, Dustin, you want to go into yours? Yeah, so mine was trading the same three players away. Um, Wentz, Julio, um, Swift, and also a 2023 first. Um, I would like it if you if you don't have to give the first, but I would be fine doing it. To Rabid Carrot for Lamar Jackson and Joe Mixon. Um, I want to use the Julio moves to try uh, the Julio news to try to move him. He already has AJ Brown and Josh Reynolds, so he's not going to be playing both of those. Um, I like. I'm not as high on Swift as everybody else. Not just because they got um, Jamal Williams, and not just because now they're trying to get Gurley. I was just going to say, just, it must be that you're worried about Todd Gurley. No, I just <laughs> that off like outside of Hawkinson on receivers, they don't really have anything. Um, I don't trust that offense. They don't have a great line. Like I just, I think that team is going to be going through a rebuilding phase and I don't want a guy in, I, I, I love Swift as a talent, but I don't think he's a guy that's going to succeed when, with eight in the box and there's nobody at receiver there to help kind of stretch the field. Um, and I think that 
their their line isn't the best that I think Hawk may be in blocking a little bit more than we would like. So I just don't I don't love I don't love Swift um, in his situation. I love his talent, not a situation. Um, and I can't quit Mixon. I, I think Mixon <laughs> taking the, the second half of the year off and they did some upgrades to that line and that offense. I think this is finally going to be the year for Mixon to break out. Um, I mean, we've been saying that for a couple of years. He's still only, he's still only 24. I know you love Mixon too. I, um, I am so, one of the biggest Mixon shooters, but I, I am, I'm even starting to get tired of waiting for that breakout. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I just, I don't see much of a difference between Swift and Mixon, at least for this year and maybe next year. Um, but I like using the the Julio news. Uh, w- whenever there's a, a, a player moves teams, there's always a, a spike in their value, regardless if it's warranted or not. I don't know that going to Tennessee is really going to change Julio's value. But right now, it's probably inflated a little bit. So I like using that to try to get Lamar Jackson. And people are a little down on on Lamar um, based off last year, but I still love him as a talent. And I think getting Lamar to pair with Kyler and having two running quarterbacks, that's it's going to give him a very, very safe floor. Um, and he's not – and he's re- replacing Swift with Mixon in the lineup. So he's not really hurting his lineup, and he's upgrading his, his, his super flex spot right there. So – um, I like, you know, trading once Swift, Julio, and adding a 2023 first or second if you have to, to get the deal done. And the other, uh, making sense for the other owner, he already has Tannehill. So giving him the Tannehill Julio stack, you know, some people just buy into stacks. So you send him, send him Julio to stack with Tannehill, it makes sense for his roster as well. And I, looking at this, I don't think the value is too bad. Like I'm looking at it, I, I would think it would probably take something, maybe like Winston Swift to get Lamar uh, and uh, Julio and a, and a first might be a little much for Joe Mix and, and maybe Winston Swift. I think Winston Swift should be enough for Lamar, but uh, so it, it's not too far off. I think it's a little weighted on our guy's side, and I. I'm just again. It's, I think it comes down to our differences on the uh, on the Swift uh, value uh, or where how we're valuing him. I just it, to me, uh, you're giving up. You're you're upgrading and getting a stud in that QB two spot. And we all had the same idea. Even I uh, had put in a trade for a quarterback for this team to upgrade that QB two spot. But uh, I just I I feel like you're giving up one stud to get another when I know you don't view Swift that way. Uh, and and you're getting mixing back who you think is is close. So I, I see why you're doing it. I just I can't give up Swift and a first. Uh, and uh, again, I, I don't feel like Joe Mixon is a stud at this point. So I think the and value to it, I just I just don't love giving up Swift in the deal. Yeah, I and I like and I guess that is that is where we where where we vary, but I think this team is is good enough to to make a decent run and i like lamar a lot more than i like wentz and i don't think at least for one or two years there's going to be much a difference between mixing and wentz or mixing and swift and you know like right now the value is up on swift like everyone in the community loves swift right now owners love swift right now and the value is spiking a little bit on julio that you could probably do it without the first right now like you could probably do those three for two and maybe move that first to a second or just the three for two and, and get it done. But I think that the framework is there and makes sense. Um, but I'm higher on who on mixing than I, a lot of others are. Uh, 
Um, my, my, I guess my only other worry a little bit would be uh, this guy. I mean, Tannehill's values up, so he might he might feel more secure. He only has, and if it was me, I would be okay with it. But he only has he'll have Wentz, Tannehill, and Winston as his third guy. So um, he might. I don't know how he'll, he'll feel about having instead of Lamar and Tannehill, Wentz and Tannehill, and. He is pretty set at wide receiver. I mean, he's got Hill, Godwin, Cooper, A-Rob, um, at least all in his starting lineup. Uh, like I said, on Sleeper, it's hard to really go through the rosters, but it looks like he has a couple guys on his bench too. But anyway, um, so I, I think I would rather do something more like my trade, <laughs> um, which is – uh, and it's funny. We all traded Carson Wentz. We all tried to upgrade the QB two spot. Uh, mine's a little smaller uh, than what the other two guys did. I went Wentz and Ayuk uh, to Team J Owen two one one four for for Joe Burrow. And uh, like I said, a little bit of a shocker for me to try and up like uh, upgrade a quarterback. It's not my usual mo um, for me um, or recommending for another team. But as we talked about, ten teams, nine starters. Uh, it's it's really his only really weak spot. I mean, he uh, he can put together a starting lineup with Chubb, Swift, Jefferson, AJ Brown, Kelsey, Najee Harris, um, and and like a Julio or a Gaskin besides the quarterbacks. But he has Kyler Murray and Carson Wentz in in the QB two slot. So uh, Burrow is not a stud right now, but I definitely think we could see that happen this season. Uh, he's, you know, got Jamar chase now. Um, like I said, and I am lower on most than most on Ayuk. I, I just, I know he played well last year. I think a product that was a lot of, it was a product of, of the injuries that were around him. Uh, he's going to have Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance as a rookie as his quarterback. And I'm not sure how well that's going to work out for the pass catchers. So I, I love using though, the value of Ayuk to try and upgrade elsewhere because I definitely think he's overvalued right now. So, uh, and so, yeah, that's basically it. And I think the, uh, the other, I don't have, I don't know if I wrote up what the other team has, but uh, I, I know it made sense. He, he, he had needed some ride receiver help. I don't have his roster in front of me, but I, I thought he would, could use another young receiver, I believe is what I uh, had here. So, I think the value works out pretty well, especially if people are valuing valuing Ayuk at that high end range that a lot of people are. What do you, What do you think of that one? I think with that one, you have to find the right owner to to be able to make that deal. Um, Ayuk's a hard sell; either people love him or hate him. There's not really a lot of in between on on Ayuk. I actually think I would rather try to do Julio in this deal because he already has three Tennessee Titan wide receivers um, with. Um, with Julio and AJ Brown and I mean, Reynolds is, is just a, a bench guy right now, but I would rather try doing it with Julio and using the news of Julio to, to try to get the deal done. And then you're splitting up your Titans. Um, but I just don't know if it's, if, if it's enough to get Burrow, like, I think you might have to add another piece or, or like a pick or something like that. Um, I just don't know how many people are moving off of Burrow with the weapons that they have there. And, how he did look last year um, for, for Wentz and, and Ayuk, unless the, unless you're, you're finding something that, that really loves Ayuk, then um, I don't know that it's enough to get the deal done, but I like the framework of the deal. Yeah. And I agree with that. I actually, um, I think I did this on two of the trades because of values. I was a little uncertain of um, 
this one's more because of my IUK bias. I, I put it into to DTC and the Dynasty Tree Analyzer, and I think one had it um, in favor of the one side, and one had it in favor of the Burrow side. So I figured, uh, like you said, if you find that guy who values IUK the way the, the one calculator did, I think it makes sense. If not, it doesn't. And I did look it up while you were talking. The um, the second uh, The second guy that we'd be trading him to has Evans and Cup. And then his third wide receiver is Mike Williams, I believe. Like I don't see another guy on this roster that's really any better. Nelson Aguilar, uh, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, so there's not much there. So uh, I, that's the other reason I was thinking that he he could – and I'd be fine doing it with Julio too. Uh, I just thought he would – you know, most people would value Ayuk over Julio at this point, but, but maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. Um, so – I think that finishes up that one. Good talk on that team. Hopefully we helped you, JC. Uh, so we'll move on to team two. And uh, this one is submitted by Kelly Poor at KP Poker KP. is a, a frequent uh, g- g- a Twitter follower of the Trade X pod who submits a ton of questions um, that uh, I, I know for the longest time Russ had trouble uh, saying his uh, – his handle KP Poker KP. Uh, so I will go into the settings this time, and then I'm going to make you a good run down the roster. So <laughs> this one is a 12 team with tiered PPR. It's one uh, point per reception for running backs, 1.25 for wide receivers, which is a little unusual, and 1.5 for tight ends. Super flex league. It's also a two tight end league. There's also 0.1 points uh, per carry and 0.1 points per completion. 30-man rosters uh, plus a taxi, and it's start 10 this time. QB, uh, basically two of everything. QB and super flex, two running backs, two wide receivers, two tight end, two flex. And he says uh, that he had some uh, bad injury luck last year, thinks it might be a pretty good squad this year. He'd love to make a push this year or next. So uh, if you have it up, why don't you get into the roster? So at quarterback, he has Mahomes, then he has Dak, and then Watson as his third. So he's he's stacked at, at quarterback with Mahomes, Watson, <laughs> and Dak. Like he, you're, you're yes. set. Running back, he's got Kareem Hunt, Najee Harris, and then he's got um, Zach Moss, Rashad Penny, Tony Pollard, James Robinson. Um, so not a lot there um, outside of his top two. And then at wide receiver, he's got Juju, McLaurin, Debo, Tyler Boyd. Then he has, let's see, Kendrick yeah, Bourne. If you hear us, yeah. I was just going to say, if you hear us stumbling <laughs> over rosters, it's because it's much easier to read it off of an MFL screen than it is off of a sleeper screen. So bear with us here. <laughs> yeah, then he's got like Rashad Perryman, Nikhil Harry. So not a, not a lot outside his, his top um, starters. Not a lot of depth there. At tight end, he has... Kittle and Gronk, and then he has let me get down Jimmy Graham as his third tight end. So, so not a lot of tight end. They're outside the top two. I mean, Jimmy Graham's a service in a in a two tight end league. Jimmy Graham is your third is is fine, but I think it's Cole Komet here. That's a whole other topic. Um, anyways, so our um, first trade was submitted by our um, bo- boy Josh at Real Fantasy TL. Um, he's over on the fantasy timeline, um, but he wants to trade his two 2022 firsts and then add Tyler Boyd if you need to to team Cody PD for David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. Um, his notes were 
Uh, David Montgomery is a good uh, running back too. And Allen Robinson always seems to be undervalued, even though he almost always ends up as a wide receiver one and Fields will be the best QB he's ever played with. Um, so I'll give my thoughts really quick and then I'll, I'll uh, kick over to you, Rocky. Um, I love this trade. If you can pull this trade. Um, and I, I think he would have to add Boyd. Um, Boyd might be a hard add um, because everyone sees them just drafting Jamar Chase and they have T Higgins there. So logical sense says that Boyd is the odd man out, but um, I still somewhat like Boyd, but I think he would have to add Boyd or another piece to get the deal done. But if he can pull Allen Robinson and David Montgomery, then, then I love, um, love this trade for him. Um, I, I, I'm a big Allen Robinson fan always have been. So um, I think it might be a little light with, um, so if instead of Boyd, I would go Samuel or a second or something like that. Um, but I love the framework of the deal. What do you think? I'm mostly with you there. I don't feel it needs to add on as much as you do. I think, I mean, Allen Robinson is, is definitely worth more than a first, uh, but I don't think he's worth two. And, and I guess David Montgomery may be worth a late in first. I'd rather pay a high second for him. Uh, but I, I guess the person selling him is going to probably value him at a late first. So maybe they do need an ad. I, I would prefer an even smaller ad than boy, which I think is what you were saying. Um, uh, that or, or I'm not sure were you saying Curtis Samuel was more than than Boyd or less than Boyd? <laughs> no, like I, I was saying Debo Samuel. Um, uh, okay, instead Sorry. of Boyd, um, not in addition to Boyd. So the two first and Debo Samuel or uh, Tyler Boyd, e- either one, whichever one he he was the other owner would like. I would I would do either of the two for him as as the additional piece. I'm not as high on Debo. Um, I'm just kind of out on both the San Francisco um, wide receivers right now until I'm I just don't know what that team is going to look like. So to me, moving on from Debo, I don't, it doesn't make that much of a difference if I'm getting Allen Robinson. Yeah. I'm with you there. And uh, I, I think I might even rather give Debo and some people might value him over Boyd. Uh, and, and as we'll see, I'm going to kind of transition well into my trade, which I'm going to get into in a second. Uh, I also included Debo, so I guess you might have to. I still, I still feel two twenty-two first is pretty close to to those two guys. Like I said, I, I don't think Monk. I I don't want to pay a first for Montgomery, uh, even though as you'll see um, um, in another trade, I, I do uh, trade for David Montgomery. <laughs> but I, I just, I would rather not pay what what I equate to uh, a first, so, which means that, which is why we'd have to add on here. But overall, I agree with you. It's a very good trade. Uh, I would rather do it with the smaller pieces all, but if you have to do a Boyd or Debo, I'm probably okay with that too. Um, and we'll go right into my trade because it's the same team. And I'm just going to mention too, in regards to Josh's trade that this team, Cody Petey, and I mentioned it in my, uh, in my trade right up here that, he, if he's not rebuilding, he probably should be. Um, he basically only has two as a short thing at QB. I think he has Cam Newton and and, and uh, Winston as other two guys. Um, he has some other youth and two first, so he may be starting a rebuild. Uh, so I, I think it makes sense from that perspective too. Josh's trade does because he's giving them the two firsts. Uh, and Debo might make more sense. I mean, not that Boyd is old, but I think Debo's a year or two younger even. So, um, but my trade was. Uh, a little, uh, a little different here. It was uh, Watson, Debo, and 
I was thinking either second or two seconds, whatever it takes. You might have to go to a first. I don't know. It depends on how people are valued. I feel like, and you mentioned this in your trade, I think that uh, Watson's value is rebounding, or it might have been in another trade. Watson's value is rebounding a little. Uh, and uh, it's there has been some talk of a settlement. I think there's been rumors coming out of where he might go now that teams are still interested in him and all that. So I think his value is already starting to come back up, even without knowing how much he's going to play this year. Um, but he has uh, he has Mahomes and Dak and Watson, and I didn't want to. He's got this was a tough one for me to do to begin with because he's got some elite pieces, he's got some youth, but I don't know that it's a great team. Um, I don't love the idea of selling Watson until he fully rebounds, but he has Mahomes and Dak. So, and this was kind of the best piece I could see to, to give up without hurting the rest of his team too much. I didn't want to move most of his other pieces as well. So, uh, so what I did was the, the Watson Debo and, the, and again, some combination of picks I put 22 second or two. That's what I, I'd start with the second upgrade to two seconds and maybe even go to a first if I had to. And I am also having him get back Allen Robinson as well as Galladay and Winston. Um, I, I just figured um, I like getting the two wide receivers. He could use running back depth, but I just didn't really find a good match to get him some. Um, but he definitely needs more uh, at wide receiver, and it gives him a cheap replacement third QB um, while giving up uh, uh, when he's giving up Watson because I'm not I'm not really caring that much who my third QB is if I have if Mahomes and Dak. Um, they're starting every week anyway. So, and, and as you said, Debo, I don't, I don't really care about that much either. I, I'm also kind of out on both San Francisco wide receivers. Um, and, but hopefully the other guy sees him as a young upside guy. Um, he gets the picks back. Uh, he gets Watson, who, who I think is a, a good target for a rebuilding team who can get him maybe a little cheaper still than normal. And if he doesn't play this year, who cares? Like I said, I think this guy should be rebuilding if he's not. He has like. He has, like I said, Tua and C.D. Lamb and a couple other guys and pretty much nothing else. Is, it, Montgomery's probably his best running back. So uh, that's where I went with that one. What do you, what do you think before we move on uh, to your trade? Yeah, um, I, I actually love this trade, um, especially since um, our, our owner isn't having to give up his two firsts as well in this deal. Both um, uh, Josh's trade and my trade have him given away his first. Um, but it was smart to use his 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 three quarterbacks. Like you don't need if you have Dak in Mahomes, you don't need a stud as as your third. Um, and so I'm not sure how he got all three. Like that's pretty impressive with the yep. roster he has. But um, using Watson to and going for a target like Winston is huge because right now he's not a starter. I think he probably will be, but some people out there don't think that. So using Watson um, and people are still um, pretty high on Debo as well. So, and people are, are somewhat down on Galladay. So I think like you're trading Debo who people are high on Watson, who is still a, a stud quarterback just with some, some question marks right now for a rebuilding team where I don't think there's any way that Watson misses more than a year. I think that's max. So I, I think the, the framework is, is really good. Um, and I think this actually has a pretty good uh, chance of getting accepted. It's just, if that other owner knows that he's rebuilding and if not talking him into pushing him in that path, you know, and sometimes right. that's what it, what it takes is just find finding, making that owner aware of kind of where they're at on their team. Like, Hey, like this is where you're at. Help, I'm helping you pick a direction right now. 
Like, right. Like, like we talked and we've talked about with our buddy outhouse, like the worst place to be is in the middle. Like, exactly. so if, if you're, if you're in the middle, then pick a, pick a direction. And this guy doesn't have enough to go up. So he might as well go down. Yeah. He definitely doesn't have enough to go up. And, and I was, uh, again, just, I was looking at our, our, uh, you know, Kelly's team again. And again, I, I think I really wanted to try and hold on. Like I said, I, I'd be willing to move one in this deal if I absolutely had to. Um, but I like the idea of, I, I still think he could be um, a year away. I mean, he has some really good pieces. I think a Robin Galladay, if he's able to get them helps a lot for this year. Um, so it kind of helps you, you know, this year, maybe make a push if everything goes right. And if not, hopefully you don't have to give up either first. You still got those two first. And I think he could really be a powerhouse beyond just the quarterbacks and Kittle um, when he adds those as well. So, yeah, I, th that's where I was at with it. So why don't you get into yours um, uh, on this one? Yeah, so my, my trade is is trading with uh, Wolverine 1. Um, Wolverine 1 I don't think is a, is a good team in the league. It's uh, very top-heavy and then nothing. Um so I have trading um, two, both of um, his first and his both of his seconds to Wolverine one for Michael Thomas and Aaron Jones. Um, Wolverine one, like I said, it's not a great team, and he has no first round picks next year. Um, and both Aaron Jones and Michael Ta Thomas have some question marks going into this year um, with um, who's the quarterback going to be with New Orleans, and then is Aaron Jones going to have Aaron Rodgers, and kind of what's that looking like? So I want to use this opportunity to try to buy the dip and um, set them up for this year. And, um, you know, I'm fine. I don't know if the two first and two seconds is going to get done, but, um, you know, I like adding an upside guy like uh, McCall Hardman, Nikhil Harry, Tony Pollard, maybe um, to get the deal done. Um, Hardman is looking like he's going to be the number two right now in Kansas City. So adding his name on there and selling him on, on McCall Hardman could help get that deal done. Um, but I think um, – our owner is a little wide, uh, wide receiver. That's where I think he really needs to make his upgrade. Um, and I think he, he could use another running back. So getting Aaron Jones and Michael Thomas is, is good for him. And the other owner Wolverine one has Alvin Kamara. So, you know, with the quarterback questions in new Orleans, he might not want to bank on two, two, uh, two pass catchers in that offense with Kamara and Michael Thomas. So, that's why I went after those targets. What do you think? Yeah, I like this one a lot. I think you might even be able to get it done uh, without giving all four picks. I'm, I'm maybe not, I, but Michael Thomas's value is down. Uh, like you kind of said, and, and Aaron Jones is is not down, but uh, he's not super highly valued. I, I'm wondering if maybe you can even get it done for two firsts and a second or something like that. Uh, but I, I think even as is, it's certainly a fine. And the other team, it's not even just that he's top heavy. He's also very old, like yep. especially by, by non Rocky standards. Uh, I mean, In he's super flex league. He has Tannehill and Darnold. That's it. And then he has Kamara. Um, yeah, after Aaron the Jones, and then yeah. Connor, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and JD McKissick, and then he has Michael Thomas, Julio, and then the AJ really, Green, yeah, Marvin oh, Jones, it, yeah, like that's it. And then at, <laughs> Again, in a two tight end league, he, <laughs> in a two tight end league, he's got Gasecki and Doyle, like. 
that's it. So like yep. he just he he has nowhere like he doesn't have anything. He doesn't have future. He doesn't have any pick any firsts. Um, he he has one second and a fourth. So he has no picks. So him getting the four picks, it you know people he might be looking at team like oh I got Julio, Michael Thomas, and Kamara and Aaron Jones and like I can I can make it happen, but like he can't. Like he's <laughs> yeah, that's he, the only thing is if he thinks that just because he has some of those guys, but this is just to get exactly like the other team. If he, if he, he should be rebuilding. I mean, he's yeah. this is a team that's going to be because of those some of those guys we said just good enough to be in the middle, and he has no picks, and it it just makes too much sense. This trade, I really like all three. Like obviously, like my trade, I really like both uh, yours and and Josh's trade as well. I think all of these ones are really good, and I think all of them have a chance in some form to to, to be accepted as well. As long as these other teams realize my team is not good enough. Yeah, and I think like. With my owner going with Wolverine, if he can talk him into giving up those two players, might as well try to get um, Julio in the deal somehow as well. Like, give your thirds and fourths in McCall Hardman or something like that. Like, just like sweeten it a little bit to get Julio added and just get Julio, Michael Thomas, and Aaron Jones from him. Like, if you're, if he's going to push to the rebuild, like, take Julio and just get another guy in your line. Just get another depth piece. Like, I like that. Or get, or send send um boyd or something like that for for julio or or, or something there's a, there a couple of different ways you can make that work so if, you, if you're going for those two get get julio or yeah get julio at it as well yeah and like i said i i i was trying to hold on to picks um because i i don't know how for sure he can how much he'll compete this year but i mean he has those two stud quarterbacks he has kittle um, and if he gets those two or three guys, uh, I definitely think he could go in this year. I just just kind of going the other way with it, where I was making um, a little bit of a different move and trying to hold on to at least uh, one of those first. Um, but if you're going that much in and getting that high quality talent back, I definitely think he could be uh, a legit contender. Um, as, as you said, receiver is definitely a, a bit of a need, and, and he would really upgrade there uh, with Thomas. And if you could get Julio, that would make it even better. So. Um, yeah, good trades all around for that one. So uh, uh, nobody to make fun of that time. So we'll move on to team three uh, and finish up here. Uh, this was submitted by Corey Deaton at Dynasty Eeyore. Uh, so you can give uh, the settings here, and then I will run down the roster. Yeah, so it's a 12-team, one quarterback, um, 0.5 PPR, um, no tight end premium. It's a 0.1 points per carry, 0.1 points per completion. Which, by the way, two two of the leagues had these same two settings. Is this a default with sleeper or something? And if so, it's another reason sleeper is stupid. (laughs) I mean, I've I've had some leagues in sleeper in the past, and I've never seen 0.1 points per completion. So it's just just a coincidence. And and the other one had 0.1 points per carry, too. I thought maybe it was a sleeper default thing or something, but okay. Um, and this one's a 30-man roster, uh, four taxi, um, start nine, quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and two flex. So you're a pretty standard league. Um, so why don't you go ahead and get in the roster? Yeah, he's got Russell Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff. I remember this is a, a one-quarterback league, so that's not as that as great as it sounds. Um, he's got uh, 
Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins uh, at running back, and not really too much beyond that that I'm seeing. Some like late rookie types, uh, Salvan Ahmed, James White, uh, Rashad Penny. And then at wide receiver, he's got A.J. Brown, Charles Claypool, Devontae Parker, Curtis Samuel, Tyler Boyd, Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs are, are the main names. Quintus Cephas uh, is also there. And then at tight end, he's got Darren Waller, uh, Janu, and Brevin Jordan. And uh, he has, I'd just like to mention this, uh, two first-round picks as well for 2022 um, if we choose to use them in the trade. So, um, Dustin, um, you want to give uh, Justin's trade here? Yeah, um, this is another interesting one because I think all three of us have one of the players uh, be being moved. But Justin has Waller, A.J. Brown, and a 22-third to Roto Librarian for Austin Eckler, D.J. Moore, Evan Ingram, and Corey Davis. Um, uh, Justin put, without the tight end premium, he's good with moving Waller for a lesser tight end like Ingram. Getting depth at wide receiver and adding an RB is a no-brainer no for a team looking at Devonte Parker in the starting lineup. Um, on the flip side, the other team might accept because it does give them a couple studs on a team where they have the depth to overcome the loss of two extra players. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about this trade. Um, I, I like AJ Brown as the best piece on either side of the, the deal. And you're giving up the best tight end in, in, in the deal. And I know it's not a tiny tight end premium, but he was still pretty, pretty solid in the league regardless, just because of how many receptions he had. Um, but you're getting, and I don't, and I don't think Corey Davis is really a starter. I think Corey Davis is the part of this trade. I don't really like, I don't know what that New York uh, pass catching situation is going to look like with you. still have Mims there. You have Elijah Moore there and Zach Wilson is a rookie coming in. I get in you no know, running back to really take pressure off the team. Like, I just don't know what that team's going to look like. So I don't like relying on, on, on Corey Davis. So I don't think that, Corey Davis is going to be any better than Devontae Parker. So I don't think Davis is replacing Parker. So you're downgrading from AJ Brown to DJ Moore, downgrading from Waller to Evan Ingram, but you're getting Eckler. And so I like getting Eckler. So like it's pretty decent on paper, but I think I want to hold the AJ Brown side or get a different piece besides Corey Davis to, to maybe make it work. Um, what do you think Rocky? I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn on it. Like it's, it looks good, but I don't know how much I love Ingram. Um, and that, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna say I am. I I I know you're saying Torin. I think I'm even less than Torin. I I I prefer the side that Justin's having the guy give up here uh, in this trade. Like I'm looking at it, even in a non-tight end premium. Uh, I think I would need a pretty hefty plus to to give up Waller for Evan Ingram. So you're talking something like if we're looking at the trade, Evan Ingram and Eckler maybe equals Waller. I'm not even sure of that. Um, and in which case, I'm giving up AJB for for DJ Moore and Corey Davis. Plus, plus I'm throwing in the third. I, I just I think he's giving up too much. And I also when we get into my trade, I I just I don't know that this guy. Uh, I want to keep this guy younger. I, I'm not an ageist, but I just I think he's about a year away from real contention, regardless of almost what he does. Um, so I would 
although I kind of split the middle with that too as well. <laughs> but um, but I just I don't love I like giving up Waller. We I think we all give up Waller in our deals um, because it's non tight end premium and uh, he's a name. Um, I just Evan Ingram I I'm kind of out on uh, Eckler's a, an older running back and yeah I just I, I would. Rather, and I don't. I don't want to give up AJ Brown. I really like having AJ Brown to build this team around, and I think it could be really good next year um, if you keep some of these younger pieces. Um, I, I it, I'll get right into my trade since I talked about it already. What uh, I was going to say, like one one last comment on Justin's, like you sending AJ Brown and Waller to this other team that's already pretty stacked. You're just going to make that team even better. Like mm-hmm. they, their their team is good enough to like. They have Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Cam Akers, and Antonio Gibson. Like they they can take the hit of Eckler, and like you're giving them two for sure starters for guys that are on his bench, and like that team already looks like a contender to me. That I think you're just gonna set them over the top. Like you're you're making a a, a stronger team stronger because they have more depth, um, and that's kind of not what you really want to do. Um, so I. And I'm even okay with that if if he's doing that with the idea that he's not going to contend this year. But I think with the guys you're getting back, yeah, you're you're getting Corey Davis and you're getting uh, uh, Austin Eckler back. It's more of a trying to contend move. Um, So yeah, I'm with you there. I I think that's a very good point you just made. Um, But like I said, let me let me get into mine real quick um, because. Like I said, mine's kind of weird because I sort of split the middle, though, even though I kept saying that I don't know this guy can tend this year. Um, uh, And the reason I say that is that, like I said, he's got a lot of good young pieces, so I didn't want to give up too much, do anything too drastic, and I definitely want to hold his two first because I think, again, sort of like that other team, I think the first team had two first, and I I think could really uh, make them more of a powerhouse next year. like I said, all three of us traded traded Waller in our trades um, because of the no premium, but he's a big name, and, and it, it's still a big piece for a contender. Even in non-tight end premium league, I always like to have a, a, a high-end tight end because I still think it gives you a positional advantage, even with no premium. And uh, so I, I like the idea of using him to trade down, pick up some value, and I, I just trade down to another tight end with mine. Hawk, uh, this is to Dynasty Phoenix, it's uh, Darren Waller and Tyler Boyd to Dynasty Phoenix for Hawk and David Montgomery. And uh, Hawk is just one of my guys this offseason. I, I think he's jumping into that Waller uh, Kittle tier. Uh, maybe even Kelsey if Kelsey falls off this year some. Uh, I just uh, I don't know if I have to include Kyle Pitts in that tier now, but <laughs> given the hype around them. But I just think, yeah, he's going to produce. It's the year three. He, he made a huge step year two. There's no – he's going to be the – there's almost certainly, if he stays healthy, going to be the lead target guy there, which is what you want um, from a tight end if they're going to, you know, to get to that elite level. So he's one of my guys, and so I'm sort of looking to retool this team. Uh, I don't want to rebuild it. So I, I threw Montgomery in there because he did mention he wants RB depth, and he does need RB depth if he is contending. But – like I said, I don't think he's a real contender, but you can sort of split the middle. You may maybe um, with Hawk if he makes that jump, and David Montgomery helps. And David Montgomery's not old; this is his third year in the league. Um, so if if you can with those two firsts, 
sort of make a jump next year, Montgomery can still be part of when you're contending. Because I, I think he could contend, like real contend, as soon as 2022. Uh, I'm not sure this is enough to do it. But I also think, too, uh, that he, uh, with some of the pieces he has, I think he, there's a decent chance he's going to be kind of uh, have kind of in playoff contention anyway. Uh, so, and I don't want him to blow it up either. So what the hell throw in David Montgomery, maybe he helps the playoff run. If not, maybe you flip him in season. If he plays, you know, somewhere near where he was last year, if he's a low end RB one at some point, you can flip him. So, and, and for dynasty Phoenix, he's definitely closer to contention. Uh, he has like Swift Sanders, I think Mixon. Um, so Montgomery's like his RB four and, uh, he's got three decent starting wide receivers, uh, I don't have his roster up in front of me. It was like Deontay uh, and, and another guy, a couple other decent guys, um, but not much after that. So Boyd would give him some nice depth. And the upgrade to Waller uh, definitely fits more with his team. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I think it's definitely more ready to contend than our team is. So, so that's where I went with it. Uh, I, I think he might like the tight end upgrade. Might like the wide receiver depth and Montgomery losing Montgomery is not much for him. And as long as, long as he doesn't value Hawk the way I do, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And that was, that was going to be my comment is <laughs> I'm right there with you on Hawk. And I think a lot of the, the community is shifting that way on Hawk. So like you need to find that owner that doesn't believe that much in Hawk. Um, but I, will Waller, say, I was just going to say, say for what it's worth, um, he is about two plus a little over two rounds, I think, difference in ADP, um, which I know isn't tight end premium on DLF. Uh, but but given we're talking between positions rather than overall in, in the whole draft, I still think that's kind of significant. So, I mean, again, it depends. I don't view them as two rounds apart, but but a lot of people do. Yeah. And like I, I love Hawk, but I still think I think this is a good trade. Like um, I and we'll get into mine in a minute. Like I love the downgrade from Waller in a non-tight end premium, especially in a 0.5 um, PPR. Like Waller is a PPR guy, but in, exactly. in a 0.5 PPR league, like his, his value is, is decreased even more a little yeah. bit. And so I, I love moving on from Waller. That's why we, we all had that on there. Um, I love getting Hawk. I think Hawk is going to be the wide receiver one on that team. Um, they don't really have any other receivers there. Um, and people still aren't fully in on, on Montgomery. So I, I like buying him. He's a good depth piece. Um, and cause I'm right there with you on this owner. I, I don't think that he's a contender. Um, I wanted to make a, a couple comments Like he was, he was in the process of re- rebuilding last year. And then he traded Kittle, Sutton, Ayuk, and a second for Waller and Adams. Um, which I <laughs> I don't really like that. that, that I did not point. like that really either. Yeah. Um, and then he turned around and flipped um, Adams for Claypool and Jacobs. And I don't think he got enough back for Adams. So like, I think like he had an opportunity to be a contender and then he's kind of made some, some questionable moves along the way that I don't think that I, I don't know that he's right there contending. Like he's like we talked about earlier in the show. He's he's kind of middle of the pack, and that's the worst place you want to be. You want to pick pick away, but I don't I don't want him to move his pick. So um, I like your uh, retooling to get a little bit younger. And mine's mine's the same. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get into mine. So mine isn't as big as yours and Justin's. Um, but mine is just trading Waller to Bud Therm for Jerry Judy and Noah Fant. Um, I love. 
Judy. Um, his there's been a lot of uh, positive camps uh, reports about him at a camp. He flashed last year, um, but people still aren't fully in on him yet because of the quarterback situation there. I do think that it's a pr- not a not a fifty fifty chance, but a pretty decent chance that they get Rodgers or Watson and get that get that quarterback quarterback situation figured out and at that point you know both Fant and Judy are gonna have uh, you know um, some increased value coming with that um, I know you're taking on two Broncos right here but it doesn't scare me especially in a non-tight end premium like I'm I'm fine downgrading all the way from from Waller to Fant if it's gonna get me Judy um, like I love Waller but I, I didn't go too big for it because I know it's a non-tight end premium, so it could be a league like where they just don't value Waller as much because it's a non-tight end premium. So I don't know that you're going to necessarily get someone to pay a lot for him because, like, I remember my non-tight end premium leagues, I just punted the position basically. Like, I just got a guy. So, um, you know, that's why I didn't go too big um, getting Judy and Fant in this league. Um, Judy in year two, I, I just love I love Judy and. Um, I think you're still getting two playmakers there. So what do you think? Yeah, uh, I actually like this one too. I I, I kind of uh, – I'm not a fan of having two guys from the same team, but, I mean, if they're good players, it's worth doing. Uh, and, I mean, with that team, it worries me a little if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, that Drew Locke's going to be throwing to them. But but overall, I really like the trade. I mean, I like Judy as a player. I like Fan as a player. Uh, so – and like you said, I, you might not be able to get it as much for, for Waller in a non-tight end premium league. And uh, looking at it, I mean, this guy has uh, – the other guy has, has a bunch of receivers. Um, he's got Adams and McLaren, and he drafted Devontae Smith, and uh, he's got some other guys as well. And he, I guess the only thing is that worries me a little is he also has a bunch of tight ends. So um, – None of them are on obviously Waller's level though, but he has Goddard and Logan Thomas as well. So maybe he's just playing the uh, "I'll have a bunch of guys and and mix and match" kind of game. Um, but uh, he, I, I also think this guy's probably uh, uh, a little closer to contention than than our team is. He's got some he's got some iffy running backs too though. But I think the I think the value's fine uh, for for a one uh, tight end, and I would I think. That said, if, especially if this guy's like me who likes the elite tight ends, I would pay probably Judy and Fant to get to get Waller if I if I think I can contend. So I, I think it's a deal that could get done. And that's the thing, like for our owner, like I don't think he's really that close to contention. So this gets him younger and gets him an extra piece without having to mortgage any of his any of his future. Like he's keeping his picks, and he's getting younger at the position, and he's getting a, a, a young. I think. Uh, Judy's 22 so he's getting a, a young receiver that's still got a lot of potential like even if they don't get Rodgers or Watson this year like there I don't think there's any way they go into next year right. when the cap goes back up with Locke and Bridgewater they're going to get somebody next year so um so I like getting them a year early because and I don't think it's going to hurt his lineup really that that much and I see I see Jerry Bagshaw in, in the comments I do think that if if the Texans make Watson available that the Broncos will make a push. I think they're just kind of waiting to see kind of how the legal stuff plays out. But I, I've been seeing some rumors that it's getting close to being settled out of court. Um, and if that's the case, then I think that there's, 
we'll see some news coming from him in the next three, four weeks, if that's settled, um, on kind of what his future is going to look like. Yeah, and I, yeah, I agree with you. And, and just uh, Dustin's referring, yeah, Jerry Bagshaw's in the chat. Even after midnight here on a Wednesday, uh, we have somebody in the chat asking if, if the Broncos will make a push for Watson. And, man, that's 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 what we're hearing, I think. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and I, I will say, too, for if anybody is not aware, there's definitely been talk uh, around here, I'm in Philly, that – that the Eagles have been sniffing around Watson as well. So uh, just be careful of all your Jalen Hurts shares if this gets cleared up before before the season starts because uh, that they have the ammo to go and get them. Although I guess they could include Hurts in the trade and he could be the Texans starting quarterback. So I guess you'd still maybe have a starter, but uh, maybe, and it's not like the Eagles' weapons are that great either. <laughs> so maybe it's not even that much of a downgrade. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, that, that I, I think uh, that, that, that they definitely will. I think they're pushing for Rodgers. I think they're pushing for Watson. I, I think they would definitely rather not start Locke or Bridgewater this year. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but I definitely like that trade a lot. Uh, and like I said, I think it's something that could get done. Uh, the value's pretty fair for a non-premium league. So uh, I didn't get to make fun of your trades too much. I'm very upset about that, Dustin. You did too well this week. Yeah, I mean, I still <laughs> waiting. I'm still waiting for you to get a trade accepted from this. Uh, I think I have. So I haven't seen you yet. Um, but no, um, yeah, no, we most of the trades today kind of were along the same lines. Like our our, our the league, the teams that submitted made made it pretty easy for us to to kind of align. Um, so yeah. Okay. So, uh, that, that's our last team. So we're just about done here. Uh, I want to thank Dustin again for coming on and, uh, hosting with me again, just like old times. I really enjoyed it. So Dustin, why don't you just remind everyone of your Twitter handle and, uh, and plug, plug your new pod. Yeah. So, um, I'm Dustin at dynasty junkie FF on Twitter. Um, just started a new pod um, with uh, Brian Har FF. Um, you guys probably seen Brian. He was on Trade Addicts a while ago. He was on Superflex Super Show for a while. But um, we just started a show called The Fantasy Narrative at FNTSY Narrative on Twitter. Um, this it's a kind of a different show. Um, we're excited about it. We just talk about different narratives that are um, going around the industry. Um, both player values or non-player values. Just uh, kind of taking on uh, the narratives and discussing our thoughts on that. So definitely go check us out. We're only three episodes in. Um, so still, still pretty new, but um, definitely come check us out and let us know what you think. Um, Rocky, it's always fun podding with you. Uh, we'll, we'll get you on there at sometime soon and um, you can debunk or talk about some narratives with us. Um, but thanks for having me, man. Yeah, definitely. I'd love that. And, and I want to, I want to get on before Russ because Russ always wants to be the first person on everybody's new pod. So he hasn't asked it. You're the only one that's asked so far. So <laughs> I'll definitely come on if you guys will have me. I know, I know you're not, you're still early on here and you're, you're kind of working the, uh, the chemistry and getting a feel for everything. So, but when you're ready for guests, I'm coming on. Whether yep, you like it or not. Definitely. Of course. <laughs> okay. So let me just finish up with our stuff. Um, again, I am at Dynasty FF Addict. You can follow the pod at Dynasty Junkies. Uh, I just went over a thousand followers recently, so I want to thank everybody out there for that. Uh, 
you can uh, follow the DAP network at DAP underscore network and, and get alerts for when, uh, when when we go live, when Fantasy Timeline goes live. Um, they're both under the DAP network uh, banner. They'll show up under the DAP network Twitter handle. So uh, definitely want to do that. And also subscribe to the DAP network uh, uh, on YouTube and on in podcast form. And also subscribe to Dynasty Junkies in podcast form. So... Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, and I guess I guess I should say because everybody says it, the, to give us a rating and review. Uh, I, I like the outhouse has said. I, I know that helps us somehow, but I'm not quite sure how. So so go and do it. Plus, I enjoy seeing it whenever we get a positive review. So I think that pretty much finishes up for this week. Like I said, we will be live again next week. I got two great guests coming on with me. And uh, until then, Dustin, junkies out. Thank you.